Let me tell you something. I was having some like flashback thoughts over the weekend. And I was thinking back to a time that I had gotten like really touched by the Lord. Like one, I was on a, uh, I believe it was a missions trip actually in Texas. This was like years ago. And I remember back uh, a time that I had gotten like really touched by God and felt that urgency. Like, you know, when you, when you first get saved and you have that first love and well, I mean, you should have it always, but like you just radical, like there's just like, it's just all you're thinking about for like hours on end. Like, man, I love the Lord. I feel like he's just, he's wrapped his arms around me. I feel his love. I feel his presence. And you're just so in love with him. You can't like stay out of the word. Like forget trying to get into the word. You can't stay out of the word. Like those, that kind of like feeling. Well, that same thing can happen with urgency. And so at this time, I was a teenager and I had a uh, a counselor at the time. And listen, don't try to figure it out where I'm going because you're not going to, as Judge Judy would say, you're not, you're not going to figure out where I'm going here. Like, I just remember in the middle of the day, we were getting ready for this outreach and I was just like, heaven was just so real and eternity was just made so real. And maybe you've experienced that in uh, your church. Maybe you've experienced that in um, a Holy Ghost service. Um, you know, Maybe you experience that when you're crying out in your prayer closet. Like it just all becomes so real and so like in front of your eyes. You know, it's not like when we talk about heaven, it's not like this longing like that, you know, so long far away, like we have to live on this earth. It's just like it's just real. It's just right here. And and you could see like eternity. You could see people. You could see like the way God loves people and you just want people to know it. Like I would. So I had that experience during this day. And I remember we were getting ready for this outreach and we had walked across the street because I remember some of the adults had taken me to go calm down because I was like, I was losing it. <laughs> like, I was like crying. I was like, I was like hyperventilating, like just like, he, he's so good. Like I was just like, like no shame, no shame whatsoever. Wasn't even trying to hide it. Wasn't even trying to, to move on past it. Wasn't even trying to collect myself. So I remember... Um, some of these, uh, some adults had taken me over across the street to, um, go get a drink and like calm down type of thing and, and just kind of collect myself. Cause they had never seen that before, um, with, with, uh, the group I was with and where I was and things like that. They had not seen that. So they didn't really know like, is, what's going on? Is she just tired? Is this like, <laughs> is this just how she is? Is she just emotional? Like all of these things. And I just remember like pouring out my heart to one of the adults there. And see, this is just all like a flashback I was just having over the weekend. I remember pouring out my heart and saying, like, it's just so real. I was like, God, like the Lord is coming back, like at any moment, because that was the urgency that I had felt. I was like, he, like it had felt like he could come back within an hour. And I was having this experience and I was like seeing it all play out. And I was like, man, it's just so real. And I'm like get, being touched by the Lord. I'm like, he could, he's just, he's coming back. Like I felt this urgency. I'm like, he's coming back. He's coming back. And as I'm like saying this, one of the um, adults there 
in like efforts to like console me said, yeah, well, you know, they've been, we, you know, we've said, we've, church has said that for a long time. And I remember thinking, even as like, however old I was, I was thinking like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because I'd felt this urgency. I felt this urgency like God is coming back. Like we got to get people saved. We got to like pray for people. We got to like grow the church. And I mean, I was just like a teenager at the time. And, the, and she said, well, you know, they've been saying that for, I mean, you know, we've been saying that, for, we've been saying that for a long time. The church has been saying that for a long time. Like, yes, he is coming back. And just like that, that urgency, that fire was like a wet blanket. Because then it pointed out the fact that, you know what, why am I saying that? Like the, the, it opened up a door for doubt to come in and say, like, am I just, am, am I just like emotional? Am I just being emotional? Are these just my feelings? And had I known, y'all, had the Sarah that is now been then, would have openly rebuked, would have openly just rebuked. But, you know, wasn't the place, wasn't the time, wasn't the 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 leader. And then, you know, goes on and and says some other stupid things. And so y'all are thinking like, wow, like this is what keeps her up at night. But it's not. It's just like the Lord had just reminded me of this story because he said, live in that place of urgency and let no one else tell you otherwise. So some of you who are watching either now or maybe on the replay, you might be um, in this place where you just feel the urgency. You know what? It's coming. The financial breakthrough's coming. The house is coming. The spouse is coming. The souls are coming. The, the revival is coming. The fire is coming. It, the Lord is coming. And then one person could just say, oh, you know, just say that for a while. And then boom, you just feel like, oh, yeah, you're right. What blanket? Like, yeah. But let me tell you something. That right there is an enemy sent from hell to discourage you, to distract you, to tell you uh, it's not going to happen, to tell you, um, you know what? Yeah, they've been saying, yes, I know the church, the church has been saying that he's coming back since he left and said, I'll be back. Okay. Like, yes, we know he's coming back. No man knows the time or the hour. He could come back tonight. He could come back tomorrow morning. He could come back next year. And I feel like so many times people like want to lose this urgency, especially in, in times of like right now, when we see the signs, you see the Bible prophecy being fulfilled. You see like there were times like even a few years ago when I thought, OK, this is it. Like he's coming back. And then even now you see it this year, 2022, like, OK, this is it. He's coming back. And I want to encourage you to let it be a reminder to you that he is coming back. And that there is an assignment on your life to, to complete and to fulfill. And that there's not time to wait around. There's not time to put it off. There's not time to push it away. There's not time to give it to somebody else. Because the, he is on his way back. The, the, you know, the world is moving at a, at a pace that stops for nobody. Right? The world doesn't stop for anyone. And there's so many times when people wake up, especially uh, uh, my age group, 
where they wake up and they get ready for school or they get ready for work and they leave the house and something happens and they never come home, right? Are they thinking about that when they wake up? No, they're not thinking about that because nobody has that urgency that nobody has that in the forefront of their mind of, of today could be it for me. How am I going to, how am I going to live this day if it were my last day? And that's why it's so important, like even when we go soul winning and we, we're uh, sharing the gospel, is like when we ask people, like if something were ha to happen to you, because why? It's happening every single day. People are overdosing. People are getting in car wrecks. People are uh, uh, being shot. I mean, like the things are happening in this world that it, it should it should open you up, okay? This is just like a soft little rebuke for everybody, okay? It should open you up to, to realize, like, not everybody is promised tomorrow. And, and every person that you encounter today, it could be their last day. It could be their last week on this earth. It could be their last month. So that's why it's so important not to, to, to keep that urgency, because even if it's not about like the Lord's coming, you, you might not feel like the Lord's on his way back like tonight, but you should still feel that urgency that it's time to do something. It's time to put, put your hand to the uh, plow. It's time to work. It's time to win souls. And when I was uh, studying this out, the Lord had uh, directed me to Romans, uh, no, Matthew 24, 42 through 44, it says, therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of a house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So it's, and I love this, how it, how it puts this, is if you knew, if you knew someone was coming to your house in the midst of the night, right? If you knew, if, some, if someone was on their way to your house, you would be ready, <laughs> okay? Especially if you live in uh, a great state uh, where, you know, you'd be packing heat, okay? You'd be ready, right? And, and it says like, you know, if you knew that you would stay awake, but people who don't know that they don't know that. So they go to bed and what happens? Their house gets broken into, it gets robbed and they wake up and they say, woulda, shoulda, coulda, shoulda got that security system, shoulda got that alarm, shoulda got that dog, shoulda had that gun, whatever. And, and it's putting this into perspective of, but if you knew, if you knew you would have stayed awake. So here it's saying that um, therefore, you must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So it's giving you a warning. It's saying, hey, be ready because he's on his way back, right? Stay awake. Don't slumber. It's not time to just throw in the towel. It's not time to just uh, quit. It's not time to just um, pass it on to someone else. You got people who are like 40 years old and ready to retire. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not that time. Like it's time to work. It's time to put in the effort, to put in the sweat, to put in uh, the the uh, get some skin in the game, as they say. Right. That's what that's what time it is. Why? Because you've been giving the warning that no man knows when. But just stay ready. Just be ready. Yes. Natasha says just like the wise versions. Yes. You have to stay ready because no one knows. 
Hey, Erica, thanks for hopping on. Kendra, thanks for hopping on. Holly, thanks for hopping on. It says to stay ready because no one knows. And then I love this too. Um, Romans 13, 11, it says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And so people say, well, you know, they've been saying that for years. They've been saying that for years, Sarah. You know, yes, the Lord's coming back. They've been saying that for years. I know that. And we're closer today than we were yesterday. And the bride is closer today than we were a year ago. And we're closer today than we were 20 years ago. Okay. So it's saying it, the, the day is even coming closer than when we first believed. Like we are closer today. That, that doesn't mean back off the pedal. That doesn't mean uh, start easing up. You know, when I was in track in high school, my coach would, would uh, examine the way I would run because I, I wanted to do quick sprints. So I would do uh, the 100-yard dash and boom, be out. And he would see something. He would see that I would slow down before I would even get to the finish line. I would like get closer to the finish line and so I'd start slowing down in preparation of like slowing down. And he pulled me aside one day and he said, before you get to the finish line is not when you start slowing down. He says, you have to run past the finish line at full force. And then once you're past it, then you could concern yourself with how you're going to slow down or where you're going to go. And that hit me because it's so true. Like. We are all on, uh, on our race, our race, uh, uh, running, running the good race before we get to heaven. And so many times it's so easy to get so, so near or accomplish something. It's like, yes, that's great. You know, we planted a church, praise God. Now let's just soak in his presence for 40 years or, you know, like, no, it's time to keep it going. Always be growing. Always be going to the next level. Always be looking for, okay, what's next? Like, okay, that was great. We saw great miracles. We saw many salvations. What's next? You know, we don't quit just because you see uh, uh, you had boldness to go win someone to the Lord. You don't just stop winning people to the Lord because it's like, okay, I did it. I got over my fear of talking to people and Praise God, that's it. But it's not. It, it, there's more. There's so much more. And that's why it's so important for everybody uh, in, the, in the body of Christ to stay awake, stay prepared, stay vigilant, stay uh, in his presence, stay uh, with that urgency at hand. Because it is, it, it's an urgency. And when you allow yourself uh, to not get tr so troubled by the day-to-day -day world or just living like this mundane life, you know, clock in, clock out, go to bed, eat, watch a movie, uh, go to church, start over. You know, when you, when you realize that there's so much more and that God has so much more for you, so much more for you to do, and he's given you the grace to do it because everything that he's uh, assigned to your life, he's given you the grace. He empowers you to get it done. He energizes you. And it's so like, it's one of those things where so often we could just like do something and say, you know what, that was good. That was good. We did it. Got those souls. We saw, we saw 10 souls this week. See you guys next year. <laughs> but that's not the case. He's saying just stay ready. Stay ready. Don't let any 
person, come be a wet blanket on your dream, on your vision, on the, the passion, on the, the baby that God's given you, that, that, that vision that he's given you, that n- n- none of that, none of that. Don't let that person come in and just swoop it out and say, yeah, you know, they always say that. They, they you know, yeah. Oh, well, you heard so-and-so got that, that same word too. You know, oh, they told so-and-so that this is going to be a year of breakthrough too, right? You know, don't, don't get the behind me. And I understand a lot of people do it out of just sheer ignorance or spiritual immaturity or just talking without it. Like people, like it says in Proverbs, like, yeah, just talk. There's no, uh, as, as my mama would say, there's no salt, you talk with no salt is what she would say when it's just, you just talk. You talk with no flavor. You got no, no spazazz, nothing. No anointing. Like people, because people, the enemy will, will come in to try to discourage you. And it doesn't mean that your family is possessed. I'm not saying that because sometimes your closest friends or family can be the ones to try to talk you out of something. I'm not saying that they're possessed. But I am saying a lot of people allow themselves to be the mouthpiece of the enemy without even realizing it. And you don't have to be demon-possessed to do that, okay? When, when people speak doubt or fear um, or, or uh, gossip, those are all things that are what? They're from the enemy. They originate with the enemy. And, and they allow themselves to be a mouthpiece for the enemy but that doesn't mean, I'm not saying, you know, your mom's demon possessed, so don't, don't write me a letter. But I'm just saying, you have to learn to spiritually decipher of godly counsel versus someone who's trying to take you out. And if you don't have that spiritual maturity to realize, like, okay, because a lot of times we can, we can cover up um, doubt with, well, just use wisdom. Well, you know, you should just use wisdom. Well, you should just use wisdom. But let me tell you something. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do is wisdom because he is wisdom, right? So don't let that person that's coming in and just trying to like, "Mm, well, just, you know, maybe not. Maybe just uh, relax. Hey, maybe just calm down. Because you know what? A lot of times your fire will show other people that they don't have any fire, and so to kind of like navigate through that, they try to like put your fire out because it makes people uncomfortable with how radical you are. It makes people uncomfortable that you answered the call. It makes people uncomfortable that you're bold to go say something. It makes people uncomfortable because why? You're exposing what's not in them. You're exposing something that they, they don't have or they want to have or they covet or they are jealous or whatever. And so a lot of times, because that's why, that's why you see a lot of people, (laughs) that's right, Natasha, crickets, (laughs) crickets getting awfully quiet in the studio, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, why do people, why do people uh, get, you know, offended at someone they've never even met? It's because they have something that they want, right? 
You see somebody on Instagram, an influencer, or somebody on Facebook, or someone on the TV, and you've never even met them, yet you're so consumed with their life, and you think like, well, you know, I don't even like that decision she made to raise her kids and co-sleep with them, and I don't think that was the right decision. It's like, you never, you don't even know their like middle name, right? <laughs> we find ourselves doing that. Why? Because we want, uh, in the natural, we want that uh, that head boost, that word I can't think of. Somebody help me out. That um, it's right there. I'm think boast. They want you know. You just want to boast that you write. I wanted to say bloat, and I knew that wasn't the word. So y'all keep me lifted. Uh, they just want to boast in the fact that um, you know what I I know exactly how to do that. Yeah, instant gratification. Thank you, Natasha. Instant gratification. People want that instant gratification. And people want it like now, instant gratification. When people see someone's uh, down and out, when someone's posting that they're going through a hard time, when someone's posting that, you know, that breakup happened or that uh, relationship didn't work out or that marriage didn't work out, we want that instant gratification of, mm, well, you know, my marriage worked out. So, you know, so, and it's like, who do you think you are? First of all, you got to check yourself, okay? You got to check yourself. People, people compare in other ministries. People compare in their ministries to other ministries and saying like, oh, well, we, we did more. Or, oh, oh, they did more. And they want that instant gratification and make, it, make them feel like they're on top and make them feel like, oh, this is great. Like the Lord's must be using us and we must be in obedience. And it's like you've missed it. You have missed it completely. Because, you know, even as my drive over here, the Lord was telling me, you know, that there will be people because it says it in the Bible. So I know it's true. There will be people who cast out devils, who did signs and wonders and miracles in Jesus name. Yet he they will get there to heaven and he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. But some people want to get so consumed and wrapped up in the miracles and the and the signs and the wonders and the demons they're casting out, but that they they miss that that relationship. They miss that 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 key of of not not losing yourself in it, not losing yourself in in this world, not becoming friends uh, in uh, of this world. Because when you become friends of this world, you become an enemy to God. And so people get so wrapped up in the in the, um, to boast about it and say, "Oh, well, I got to do this, or I raised my kids like this, or I bought this house, and I moved here, and I travel here." And and people want to get so like wrapped up in it. When it's, it's the priority, the main thing has to be the main thing. And the main thing, let me tell you something before even souls. Okay. Before even souls, you have to make sure you have to make sure that you are right with God, that you are in right standing with God at all times. Don't get wrapped up in, you know, when we pre, cause I love souls. I love winning souls. I love people going to, uh, like making that commitment, right? But what does it mean? What does it matter if I win thousands of souls to the Lord, but you lose my own soul, but get so wrapped up in, in so many other things and, and lose my priority of, of God being number one? What, what would it matter? Right? What, what legacy would matter if, if I can't even keep my house or my husband can't even keep our house together? You see what I'm saying? That's why it's always important. You keep God the center. 
God the main thing, then your family, and then whatever else God has assigned to you. Don't lose that. Don't get so focused on assignment that you lose your family. Yes, such a healthy understanding you have to have. It is. And don't get so wrapped up in your family or your spouse that you lose sight of God. Right? That's why he gave that order. It's God first. It's, it's, it's your spouse second. And everything else, your, your kids, spouse and kids, third, spouse, second, kids, third, ministry, fourth, like so on, so on. You got you to gotta prioritize like that. You got to prioritize like that. Why? Because that's how the Lord designed it. So I just want to get you because, I, 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 yes, I'm talking about urgency, but I wanted to make things clear to have that, have that longing to please God. And when you, when you long to please the Lord above all else, it says he adds everything to you. So you don't have to strive to make a, a ministry work. You don't have to strive to make a business work. You don't have to strive to make a church grow. You don't have to strive to, like he, it says, when you seek first the kingdom, all these other things will be added unto you. So make sure, though, make sure you're seeking first the kingdom. If he's telling you to win souls, go win souls. If he's telling you to uh, um, volunteer at your church, then volunteer at your church. If he's telling you to, to start a ministry, start a ministry. Like whatever it is he tells you to do, it's important to do it and do it in this lifetime. <laughs> do it in this lifetime with the urgency of, you know what, I might not have tomorrow. You know what, I might not have next week. And, and, and a lot of times, too, is because if you, if you go off thinking like, oh, I'll just do that later, the Lord will give it to somebody else. You know what I mean? The Lord, the Lord is constantly seeking, seeking this earth, seeking, uh, uh, seeking out the land to see who will be willing and obedient. And if he comes across you and gives you uh, a million-dollar idea or a, a successful ministry idea or whatever it is, and you just think like, oh, okay, well, I just really need to like get my, uh, you know, get my house uh, paid off and and or my, you know, college paid off or whatever. You know, people, I, I don't know what excuses people use, like whatever excuse you use. Well, you know, I really would love to do that, Lord, but, you know, I just really, I have a dog and, <laughs> you know what, Lord, I just really can't do that because now I have a dog and, and, and then he'll, he'll move right on to the next person. That's why even my husband, when we got our, our little puppy, I said, this dog is, is so cute and fluffy. It will never keep me from the call of God on my life. <laughs> I said that straight up front. I said, this dog is so cute. It will never keep me from traveling to preach the gospel. I'll tell you that right now. I love you, Nico. But, but why? My priorities are straight. And he was added unto me. And now he's, he's a blessing. I would never let a car payment keep me from, from ministering the gospel. I would never let I would never let uh, a situation that would require faith to keep me from from doing my assignment. Why? Because I I know the assignment God's given me. So if I have to believe Him by faith, if my husband and I have to believe by faith, then that's what we're going to do. We're not just going to quit. We're not just going to say, "Well, you know, that was we gave it a good run. We gave it a good three years of our life, and uh, we just feel that season's closing now." No. No, that's from the enemy. Let me tell you what, that's from the enemy. Because he would love nothing more than to discourage you out of what God's called you to do. Okay? 
And I want to say, I want to say this. I, I say all of this in love. Okay. Somebody needed to hear this. Somebody needed to hear, hear, hey, come on. Time to wake up. Okay. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to, to get some urgency, get some fire in your bones, get some urgency in you. Not just, oh, we'll do it tomorrow, right? Somebody else needs to hear this. It's time to do some laundry, okay? There I said it. There I said it. It's time to catch up on some laundry. <laughs> Stop putting things off. Don't put off the call of God on your life like you put off putting uh, the clothes in the dryer away. And that right there is a quote. Don't put off the call of God on your life like you put off putting the clothes in the dryer away. There I said it. I love you all. I love you all. And I say all of this in love. Because if I could just encourage one person on here, if I could just, if one person listening to this could just get some, some urgency, get some fuel in that tank. You run in on empty. You can't run on empty. You can't give out of an empty cup. You can't pour out to people when you're, when you're empty. You can't pour out to people when you're uh, struggling or going through it or depressed. That's why you got to keep yourself built up. That's why you got to be in the word, right? You have to stay filled up because no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to um, make you sit down and get into your word. No one else is going to make you get into the presence of God. Unless you have an um, accountability partner like your spouse who says, hey, come on, time to, time to, time to get in the word, time to, time to read the word, right? Like no one else is going to do it for you, though. You have to make that decision in your heart to say, you know what? I'm running on E and I need to fill myself up. I need to, uh, to, to pray in the Holy Spirit for 10 minutes, <laughs> Right? Don't allow life to get in the way. Don't allow it. Stay up a little later. Wake up a little earlier. Whatever you got to do, make it work. Make it work for you. Make it work. Get into this presence because why? It's that if you don't, nothing else throughout your day will fulfill you. I can, there, it is, uh, uh, I, my day is visibly different from the mornings that I wake up early and get into the word and drink my coffee slow versus the days where I make my coffee to go and I don't get into his word and say, I'll read it tonight. Let me tell you something. Oh, there are two different kind of days and only one of them do I enjoy. <laughs> because when you start a day like that and you miss that, you miss that, you miss your word. I'm a morning person, sort of. Don't quote me on that. But I enjoy slow mornings. Reading my uh, reading my my book that you know we, my husband and I are doing a, a book a month, so we we buy two books and he sits across from me and we both read it, and he reads when I'm sipping my coffee and I read when he's sipping his coffee and we've just found that flow and it works. Some of you uh you it might work at night, some of you it might work in the middle of the afternoon on a lunch break. That might be the time you go sit in your car and just say okay you know what, I'm going to spend these 15 20 minutes with the Lord. And I'm just going to uh, listen to a message or, or, or read the Bible or, you know, what pray. You know, find what works for you. I'm not saying you have to wake up early, but find what works for you. 
Because nobody should have an excuse, amen? If you eat, if you eat three meals a day, come on. I know this is not prayer and fasting, but if you eat three meals a day, don't tell me. Oh, I didn't have time to get my word. I didn't have time to fill up, but, you know, now I feel depressed. And, and No, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. You got to get in it. So, Father, I thank you for every single person watching. Lord, I pray a special blessing over them, over Natasha, over Erica, Holly, uh, Kendra, everybody else who's hopped on, Lyric, and Hannah on YouTube. Father, I pray right now, Lord, and everyone listening uh, by way of podcast later on, a special blessing for them this year. Even this month, in the month of March, as we crest into the halfway mark of March, Father, let this be a, an incredible, groundbreaking month for them. Let this be a, a notable month as we enter in, even into spring, Father. Let this next season, I feel the anointing on that. Let this next season be visible of your presence and your fulfillment of the word you've promised them. Of every promise you've given them, let it flourish this spring. Let it flourish this season. Let it come to pass, even this month, God. Everything that they've cried out to you for, I, I command the ministering angels to go out and, and gather it up. If it's unsaved loved ones, Father, I release those ministering angels to go right now. Father, put soul winners in their path. Lord, if it's for finances, I thank you, Father, that they receive it in Jesus' name. Jesse, I know you're on too, so you're included in that. Father, I pray right now, every single thing that they are believing you for, I thank you for it, and we praise you for it. We give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said and typed and shouted and praised, amen. Hey, Ma, thanks for hopping on. My great mother-in-law, Carmela Vitalich, is on, on Facebook. So I want to say thank you so much for hopping on, everybody. What, uh, I mean, I'm encouraged to see, to see all of you um, in the comments. It encourages me. Amen. 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 So my husband will be back on tomorrow. Um, oh, and listen, for the month of March, we are uh, doing this um, as a way of saying thank you. Which let me just pull up this little. There we go. As a way of saying thank you for everybody who sews or becomes a partner with MJV Ministries, we, are, we have uh, these partner boxes that we've put together um, that include the Law of Recognition by Dr. Mike Murdoch. This book, my husband, I just finished it. And let me tell you, it is life-changing. It This book blesses me. It talks about everything from finances to the anointing to uh, being a problem solver to stewarding your time to ministering to sewing I mean everything he, he he literally covers everything in this book so that's why you know it's impact like I said we just finished reading it and it's impacted us so deeply that we felt we got to get this into the hands of more people because it's it's a life-changing book so as a way of saying thank you to anybody who partners this month we're going to send you this 
along with um, my book, Stand Before Kings, um, and a couple other things. Uh, don't tell anybody, but we have some new apparel coming out, as well as um, some new books coming out this month, probably even this week. So, which y'all don't tell anybody, okay? It's only for you guys who are who are here right now. But uh, we got some great stuff coming out. It's been such a, a productive season of winter <laughs> because, man, oh, man, is the Lord good and faithful. Um, and then we have a spring magazine coming out. So let me tell you, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So uh, if you feel the Lord um, to uh, saying to partner or to sow a seed, uh, my husband even extends that. Anybody who sows a one-time seed of $1,000, um, because it, you know, some people want to sow a seed in one shot. We're going to send that to you as well to say thank you for sowing. And so, um, and then if you need prayer, uh, you can always go to our website, mjvministries.com forward slash prayer. If you have a prayer request, uh, and you don't want, you want it to be a little bit more professional than just Facebook messaging us, you can go there and fill that out. And it's all confidential. We don't read it online or, or share it with anybody. We just pray over it. Um, because a lot of times people will say, Hey, I'm, I want you to pray for my marriage or I want you to pray for my father. And they don't want to put that in the Facebook comments. Right. So we understand that. So, and then if you missed the first half, listen, we're going to be in Kentucky, Mount Washington, Kentucky, uh, this weekend, Sunday through Tuesday, 6 PM, Sunday night, 7 PM, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So the address is right there on the top right of the screen and you can come check it out there. I'm going to play a video that I had just finished in January of a 2021 recap. So if you're a little new to our ministry, um, this just highlights everything that we did in the year 2021. And then the Lord gave us the word for believe for double in 2022. So I love you guys. We're going to play that video. Um, so stick around and watch it and, and rejoice with us and all that the Lord has done. But I love you. I'm praying for you. Um, this will be on the Sarah V podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, take a second right now to go wherever you get your podcasts from and subscribe to the MJV podcast and the Sarah V podcast, which also has some great new things coming out really soon. Don't tell anybody, but amen. Love you guys. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.